Badger Cast number 71, Nepod Pomo, day 17. Straight from southeastern Wisconsin, bringing you your slice of Badgerland, welcome to Badger Cast. And now your host, Julie and Dale. Hey, a freak show! Welcome to Badger Cast, your slice of Wisconsin life. I'm Dale. I'm Julie. And it's a more pleasant 8.22 in the morning as we podcast on this Saturday. Maybe for you. Well, see, now you know how I feel when I woke up and did yesterday's show at 4.30. That's what I'm finding out today. Yes, yes. Well, it kept our streak alive. Okay. The November podcasting streak. It's called the Pod Pomo. Well, you can say that. I can't. So, hmm. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Are you awake? I'm not morning. awake yet. No. Good morning. Stop. All right. What do you want to talk about? Oh, we we were all talking at work about no more Twinkies. I heard. I heard. No more Twinkies. Yeah, Hostess is going out of business, I hear. I was kind of surprised to hear that. Uh, did they, did any, I heard that too, but I didn't follow up on an art with an article or anything. Is did they give a reason? Yes, hold on, I'm pulling it up right here. I I heard that the employees were told that they needed to take different cuts or whatever. That the company said they wouldn't be able to do stuff without whatever with their uh, contract or whatever. Okay, so concession. They would have to take concessions. Right. So this is from. Where is this from? The Washington Post. And why didn't the hostess workers believe the threats? And it gets, that's one of the questions we're left with now that hostess brands, the maker of iconic snacks such as Twinkies and Ding Dongs, said Friday it is closing its plants and letting go some 18,000 workers as it moves towards liquidation following a strike by some of its workers. In an announcement posted on its website, the company said it was so, quote, Sorry to announce that Hostess Brands, Inc. has been forced by a baker's union strike to shut down all the operations and sell all company assets. CEO Ryan Gregory F. Rayburn said in the statement that we deeply apologize, excuse me, we deeply regret the necessity of today's decision, but we do not have the financial resources to weather an extended nationwide strike. The striking bakery, confectionery, tobacco workers, and grain millers union had been cautioned. In a move the Wall Street Journal called a sort of warning shot, three plants had already been shut down, eliminating 627 jobs on Monday. On Wednesday, the company said it would be forced to liquidate if enough employees did not return to work by the end of the workday Thursday. This was also not the company's first bankruptcy. Maybe the gap in trust between management and the union had simply grown too wide. The CEO um, had been had seen a big salary increase. He was abruptly replaced by Rayburn earlier this year, who was the sixth head of the company in the last decade. That Ooh, kind of that t- doesn't sound good. That kind of turnover is not typically a good environment for labor relations in which a history of past successes between leaders and unions can be drawn upon for future goodwill. And it goes on and on. Whatever the reasons for the exquisite game of chicken they call it, as a fascinating and in-depth fortune story called The Labor Disputes. The end result is sad. 18,000 people are out of a job. The company's private equity owner may not get anything back. And while some brands could find buyers, it looks like this, in this case, the Gen Xers race and hostess snacks are losing an icon. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And I find it hard to believe you didn't hear much about this till boom, it was done. Or if uh, I if I agree to what all I read from the article here, they just recently went on strike within the last week. I, I don't know. I, I think um, it's a, kind of a... I remember when Hostess was the only snack cake thingy you could buy at the store. Mm-hmm. All right, so you had your choices of... Twinkies and Ding Dongs and Ho Ho's and the ever popular Snowballs. Snowballs. Oh, snow! Oh man, Snowballs. I love See, Snowballs. I'm not a Gen Xer, and I grew up on Hostess. And then, of course, the um, pies. Well, there are all kinds of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like in the '70s, and now, oh, that's weird. It, that was in the 70s, and now you have Hostess, you have Little Debbie's, you have a bazillion snacks that you can buy. Most of them are owned by uh, Nabisco or Philip Morris, uh, Altria, or you know, the big companies. And I think Hostess probably still was a small, it sounded like a private, privately held firm until... Recently, um, and they just couldn't compete in uh, in the big boy lands. So yeah, I, I'm just double checking to see if you got them all. And you got ding dogs, you got Twinkies, you got snowballs, you got the cupcakes. There were fruit pies. Yeah. Um, oh, they were so good, but so bad for you. Of course they were. <laughs> and maybe that's another reason why Hostess ultimately isn't going, didn't survive, is because. There's this less a sense of that uh, it's a good thing to eat a Twinkie after school or five. Well, I certainly don't buy them in this house. I don't think I've ever bought them because we've either got, if we've done treats, it's cookies and brownies that are homemade rather than processed shit. And if we're going to be healthier, I'm looking at mm, cheese and crackers, celery and potatoes. And um, peanut butter. We've been much more health conscious around here. Or Racine Kringle, but that's for tomorrow. We'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Second. Second. Speaking of being healthy and health care. Yes. Governor Scott Walker rejected the, uh, or made the decision, chose the option instead of, let, let's make this positive. Governor Walker chose the least intrusive option for the health care exchanges for the state of Wisconsin. I'm he listening. had the choices of three. And I'll let you tell me which one he took. One, the, states, the state runs the health care exchanges with a block grant from the federal government and picking up any of the difference. B, they cooperatively run the state state federal exchanges with the federal government. I don't know how that would work. Or three, uh, the state says that the federal government can run their own exchanges and we will not get involved at all. Three. That's what he chose. He, dis- he formally rejected uh, Wisconsin's participation in the state exchanges allowing 
the state of Wisconsin to participate in a federally run exchange, whatever that is, for the Obamacare. Um, you've, you've been paying much more attention to this than I. When does this start? Uh, January 1st, 2014. Uh, interesting. It, I, I heard may a little be, something at work. This may be your last year where you get health care through your company. Uh-huh. I heard a little little story at work, and, and you just have to chuckle at some people because there was somebody who came in through the emergency room. They need a certain procedure. Um, I believe it's a gallbladder taken out. And they're like, no, I'm going to wait till January 1st so Obamacare can cover it. And the nurse telling me this story goes, well... I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen for at least another year. The 2013 is the year that everybody's getting ready for it, mm-hmm. preparing the exchanges, preparing. So, so between now and 2013, you get probably a lot of ads for private health care uh-huh. insurance. But, but it's, it's the sediment that goes behind this. And I've seen it for 20-some years and nobody believes it's going to get worse, but it is. It's going to get worse starting tomorrow. If you read, if you uh, there's this other article I found. Uh huh. But it's the it's the mentality that I don't have to pay for Jack. I'm entitled to this no matter what, and that is just the wrong attitude to have. Well, get used to having to pay for Jack because. Starting in January, a Denny's franchise owner and owner of some other restaurants, I believe in Ohio, or no, I'm sorry, Palm Beach, Florida, is going to add a 5% surcharge to customers' bills to offset his costs for Obamacare. So, and he will also reduce his um, employees' hours to less than 30 I remember briefly seeing yesterday, and I can't remember where to pull it up, that there were three basic ways an employer was going to deal with this. Yeah? What are they? Off the top of my head, I believe either A, it was reduced um, hours worked. Right. So they don't have to provide insurance. So they don't have to provide insurance. Um, The second one... um, was something with, I can't remember the other two. The ones that I understand are, one, to reduce hours. Two, to continue on with an, a, a, pr- providing an employer-sponsored plan. Oh, no. The other two were paying the, the um, fee to not do it. The $2,000 fine per employee. Per employee. Or... Paying the $5,000 per employee and decreasing hours. So they, it was three. Either they were going to pay the fine and not comp- do it. Two right. was they were going to pay for it and decrease hours. Or three, just in general, they were going to decrease hours enough so they didn't have to worry about it at all. Didn't worry about having to provide insurance. Employer insurance. Correct. Um, so that's going to, f- option number one would force anybody who works for that employer to into the public state-run and or federally-run health exchange, where you would be forced to buy your own insurance like you would buy auto insurance. 
at your expense unless you are a certain percentage above the poverty line where you could get a subsidy. But you still are on the hook for providing your own health care insurance. When you're talking about a subsidy, are you talking like in our state badger care? No, no. This is different than badger care. And that's one of the reasons why Walker rejected the um, state-run exchanges is that we already have badger care at no expense to the federal government that provides health care to up to, he said, 90% of Wisconsin's poor. I think that encompasses more than that because I see multiple people on badger care that you wouldn't think, and they are not considered poor. Okay, well, that's what the article said. Anyway, um, so a small business could say, all right, as of 2014, we will no, we no, will no longer provide health care for you. It doesn't mean that we're going to give you what we paid for your health care as an, a benefit. We're just no, no longer going to provide you health care. The Here's, state. No, no. The employer. My, employer A could say to his employee, oh, we're, okay. not, we're no longer going to provide you health care. We're not necessarily going to give you the balance of your, what we pay for your health care so you can go buy some more. But you are then responsible under law to go buy private health care like you would auto insurance. It, and if you can afford, a, and if you're a member of a certain class, right, you can get a subsidy from the federal government. Otherwise, you have to buy it like you do health uh, auto insurance. So that means out of our pocket, we'd have to come up with whatever a exchange health care insurance premium per month would be. Like if you were a self-employed person and buying health care off the, off the street. Did they give a, a price range for any of these plans? Nobody has a clue because they haven't done any of this work yet. That's what all 2013 is going to be. Because depending, like now, I could take what's taken out of my check and your check per month for a yearly thing. It may or may not be okay. Oh, it probably would be decent. It wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be, and supposedly these are group plans, so the idea is that the risk is spread across a lot of people, but still, you're probably not going to get the same benefits you would have as if you were on an employer plan. I don't know about anybody else out there, but even though I work for a healthcare provider, my insurance sucks compared to that of other people in other industries. Yeah, but mine's pretty good. Yeah. But I pay the highest rates, too, right now. I could probably pay less, but then I'd be severely restricted on where I could go. True. But you get into another thing between the higher rate plans and the lesser rate plans because it depends on your percentage of what you're going to need to use. And at this point in time, a family with kids still in the house is more than likely going to use that plan, so you're better off with the yeah. higher premium plan I'm that also, covers I, a little bit more. I'm also almost 50. Well, that's a whole other okay. ball game. Uh, and, and the reason I think I'm not going to go to the lo- I'm having open enrollment, too, at work. So the reason I'm not, I don't think I'm going to go to the lower plan is because it's really meant for the guy on the factory floor. 
I don't know. I, don't I mean, know he's it's really, really, really cheap, mm-hmm. but it really, really doesn't give you a lot of coverage. So, you know, it's it's meant for the guy who's probably starting out and not making a lot of money so he can afford health insurance. Right. Uh, or I can afford more, I guess, the, the higher rate plan. And I, I probably at 50, I'm more exposed to getting hurt or injured or sick than the guy that's 20. That's a whole other podcast over 50, dear. All right. So anyway... I have. We all have another year to breathe, and then we'll see what. I happens. don't think it's a year to breathe, though. It's a year in which we need to see. Because I'm like, my next question is, so where is the rest of this stuff put out in a decent form for the average person to understand their choices and how to make it, and what the hell is going to happen? They haven't got it yet. They haven't started working on it so yet. It's Most... not going to start in 2014. <laughs> all right. If if present history. Defines the future. No, listen. If present history defines the future, Obama gave another half a month for the states to make up their mind. (laughs) He's been in office for four years. And do we have a balanced budget yet? Do we have a budget? Well, that's a whole different pocket. It just goes to my point. All right. Well, that was uh, our rant, our rant about healthcare. It's not the first time we've had one. No. It probably won't be the last. We'll all be ranting this year. All right. So um, my suggestion for you is don't go to the Denny's where they charge you a five percent surcharge for Obamacare starting in January. I don't go to Denny's anyway. Okay. So I'll put all those uh, articles on uh, the Badgercast uh, blog at badgercast.com. And you can call us if you want to make a comment at 262-649-8550. Or you can find us on Twitter and on Facebook. I'm Don't Tickle Me, and Dale is the philosophy guy. All right, so bye-bye. Ten miles from town, and I just broke down. Spitting out smoke on the side of the road. Trying to get home to tell you I was wrong, but you already.